Assalamu alaikum guys and welcome back to another episode of Yours Truly Hidden Ucht. Um, yours Truly Hidden Ucht? Yeah, Yours Truly. So today I have quite an exciting episode for you guys. I actually have a guest on, our first ever female guest, alhamdulillah. Um, so I'm just going to ask her to introduce herself and inshallah we will get into what this topic is going to be about. So would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, inshallah, bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala nabiyyina Muhammadin, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in, amma ba'd, rabbil shahli sadri, wa yasilli amri, wa ahlul uqdatan bilisani, yafahu qawli. So, um, what most of the sisters on Instagram know me as is Feast Be Lillah, and um, uh, others know me as Bin Tawaid, normally sometimes on my posters it says Bin Tawaid. And um, I'm uh, the wife of um, Ustad Mohammed Huzaifa, who is um, just a recent graduate from Medina, but also has a lot of classes with the, the Knowledge College and a lot of in the Dawah scene. And we um, do a lot of work in our community, just teaching and um, studying the religion, to be honest. Apart from that, I don't, I don't know myself as any other identity except as someone who wants to um, encourage sisters to um, learn the deen of Allah, inshallah. Allahumma barak. May Allah keep us all on a steadfast path, inshallah. May Allah bless you and reward you for coming on today and uh, being my guest. So um, I'm honored. I'm so excited. Honestly, I have been wanting you to be on uh, my podcast for quite a while. I remember talking to you about it even before I even started the podcast as an idea. Yeah. So I'm so glad to have you on here, alhamdulillah. And I'm sure all the sisters and the listeners will definitely enjoy this topic. And I also think it'll be very beneficial because... Um, like I said to you when I was speaking to you on the phone, this was actually something that I came to you for my own advice and nasiha. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, you know what, maybe we should make this a podcast, inshallah. So, inshallah, mm-hmm. this helps many. So, today's inshallah. podcast is um, it's going to be about hardships and trials since we are in a time where there's many trials and hardships going on around the world. And there's a lot of unease and anxiety within uh, people these days. Um, my, myself included, lately, I've been feeling very anxious or very sad about, the, um, about what's going on around the world and just feeling mm-hmm. very sort of sometimes a little bit lost. Um, yeah. So I think this is uh basically a podcast for those who are feeling a bit anxious sad lost maybe a bit confused um and just want to be reminded inshallah as to how we should deal with these situations as muslims because alhamdulillah it's natural for everyone to have feelings of anxiety sadness uh losing hope all these things mm-hmm. when these situations occur however as muslimin it is down to us to um control our feelings and also know how to act upon them and how to aid ourselves in these situations. So that is why I have asked my beautiful sister, I'm going to say Fisa Bilila, um, Mm. on basically so she can give us a bit more knowledge. Alhamdulillah, as you guys heard, her husband is a student of knowledge, so he will definitely have much more knowledge than what I can ever say on this podcast. And I just thought she was the appropriate person to have on for this podcast um so yeah how how have you been feeling during this 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 weird period we're in how what have you what have your thoughts been what how have you been doing have you have you actually struggled with it or has it not really bothered or phased you like what's your experience been with this whole situation yeah um that's kind of a tricky question because it to be honest to be really really you know um raw about it of course as human beings we do have our downs and you know um we're like we're we're in lockdown and we Mm -hmm. can't go out and um just feeling like um i just want everything to be normal again or just the fact that um subhanallah um i mean it's it's really relevant because i was um as you know we've spoken a few times about this but yeah I've spoken to a few sisters as well who, um, uh, you know, I take marriage advice from sometimes because uh, even though I'm like studying and stuff, I'm not that high up there with the experience yet. So obviously I go to you guys. Allah bless like, your marriage. <laughs> I mean, and um, uh, it was uh, mainly that uh, we were basically, um, I was waiting for my husband to come back and then mm-hmm. um, uh, it happened that his exams got delayed and everything. And then I was like, okay. And then of after course. that, um, uh, the corona uh, incident happened. And again, yeah, and then for the past recent days, it, it's been, I've been feeling it a lot that, okay, just come home now. Yeah, <laughs> of course. It must be very hard, subhanAllah. Yeah. But we just can't, there's some 
situations where you just can't do anything and i think it's these situations where allah is really testing your iman that yes definitely you realize that you are incapable and i am the mm. one that you depend on and it's these yeah. situations that if we let them you know um breakers then we'll become very very small but if mm. we empower ourselves in these situations and we use that to work well and we use that sabr to maybe um push ourselves and do more than we probably would in other times of our life mm. then and we will we'll see something come out of us that they would that would never come out of us in a normal situation Definitely. and it reminds me of maryam alayhisalam actually yes. and my my um, father gives this example a lot when i was younger and he said that you know the situations she went through and uh, she would have never picked picked it for herself but allah mm-hmm. made her go through all of that because she was going to be an example for all of the exactly. believers not just women but for men as well mm-hmm. and honestly that is an absolutely beautiful example um i remember when i was actually pregnant with um my second child um mm-hmm. i remember i was going through a difficult time uh and i felt quite lonely because i'm quite far from family my families were going mm-hmm. through their own issues and stuff so i remember feeling really alone and he reminded my husband actually reminded me and said you know remember the story of maryam alayhi salam she had mm-hmm. nobody around her when she was going through the trials of pregnancy she had nobody when she was giving birth she she, she did it all on her own and alhamdulillah look at the status uh, allah has given her and to this day we still talk about her and use her as an example subhanallah and it just goes to show you you know when you have allah you need nobody else and everything will mm-hmm. go smoothly as long as you have to walk in allah like you said like maryam subhanallah she had never been pregnant before she never had a husband she'd never given birth before she never expected mm-hmm. to be pregnant it wasn't something that exactly. she knew was happening or going to happen it sort of just came upon her and she had to accept it and uh basically roll with the situation and alhamdulillah she, she she did what she needed to do and all of that was through the the trust and the tawakkul of allah and we also can see through that story actually subhanallah that allah guides us and allah helps us and eases situations for us just like he told her to hold on to the tree and shake it mm-hmm. um so so dates can fall down and if anybody has seen a date tree Uh, they're very very hard to shake it's not something that you can yeah it's not something that you can easily take subhanallah but allah gave yeah. her that strength and she had the 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 trust in allah she didn't think oh why would i shake it it's no way i can make it move she trusted in allah and she did as she was told and alhamdulillah that aided her in her birth um so yeah i think that's a beautiful example as well just a small example mm-hmm. to sort of show us that you know we we need to trust in allah even if something may not make sense or doesn't seem logic Allah's yeah. wisdom is much more infinite than ours alhamdulillah so um just a short reminder I, Definitely. I and you know sister the whole Quran uh, yes subhanallah um the whole Quran is full of these examples Definitely. and it's just a matter of us not understanding i mean i mm. could list so many examples and i'm sure you could as well just from our top, top of our heads yeah. because you know Musa alayhisalam when he was in front of the sea the the bani yes, israel said that's it we're gone yes. we're gone yes. and he said no I trust in Allah he will guide me and then he was told to you know strike his stuff and any sane person would say what would that do but he yeah. said Allah's inspired me to strike it then I'll strike it and what did Allah do he parted the sea for him as if there were two huge cliffs and just to imagine that scene is you know it's amazing Allah definitely <laughs> The, the, like you said, there's so many examples and it's just down to us as Muslimin to try and look for those examples of mm. motivation, of inspiration, of hope and to gain strength from them and knowledge and use them as ways Definitely. to empower ourselves. Like, like again, there's the, the, um, the example of the mother of Musa alayhi salam. As a mother myself, I can never, ever in my life picture myself taking my child that I have nurtured, loved, fed, given birth to, going through agony and pain to bring into this world and putting that child in a basket and putting it in a river, subhanAllah. Mm-hmm. So for her to have such trust and tawakkul in Allah, to me, is just phenomenal, subhanAllah. May Allah make us all righteous and may Allah allow us all to have such trust in Allah, subhanAllah ta'ala, because... Like I said as a mother myself I know it's something that is very difficult to do but the fact that she did it she ensured her son's life and alhamdulillah look how Allah rewarded her by uniting her with her son by being able to be the one who nurses her son who would have known she had no idea that later on her son will be the child that she would be nursing in the in the house of um 
in the house of, of, of Pharaoh, subhanAllah. She would have never mm-hmm. guessed that. But Allah, this is exactly it. Allah works in mysterious ways and Allah will reward you in mysterious ways. And also Allah will never burden somebody more than they can bear. And uh, we know that in yusra, wherever there is hardship, there definitely is ease around you. Um, I, I tend to try and remind myself this quite a lot. And that is that when... Um, when I'm going through something and my husband also, alhamdulillah, mm-hmm. will also remind me and say, uh, so I'll try and try, sorry, I'll try and remind myself and say, look at the things you do have around you. Okay, you're going through this one issue, this one problem, but you have a roof over your head, alhamdulillah. You have clothes on your back to keep you warm and to, to cover you and to keep you modest. You have food, you're able to eat, you're able to sleep, you have a bed. And it just reminds me that, you know, regardless of the trouble you're going through, there's always blessings surrounding your life that we can never count. That's, that's how many Allah has given us, subhanAllah. Mm-hmm. And when you try and remind yourself and humble yourself with those situations, it really does put things into perspective and allow you to think, you know, alhamdulillah, it could be worse. Yeah, definitely. And uh, this all goes back to uh, Qadr, that everything Allah has decreed, good and bad, we have to have firm iman in it. And it links to our tawheed because when, when this is missing, our our belief will you know trickle and will will become weak in our faith and will become com- confused because why has Allah sent messengers why has Allah sent guidance why did Allah send the books and the knowledge to us it's because we can find our true purpose in life and we can yeah. understand that we weren't created just to um, waste this life but Allah says to see which one of you is good indeed so even through these trials and tribulations the true uh, believers are seen so when it was you know the time of the battles of uh, Badr and Uhud and Ahzab and so on and so forth it was the true believers that were seen clear from those who were actually you know faking to be believers the munafiqeen definitely yeah and um, Qadr is, um, as um, some Athar mentioned, is the secret of Allah. And uh, as you mentioned, like it's mysterious, it's secret, and um, we can't fully understand it. However, having Iman in it gives us contentment. Yes, definitely. And my, um, as we, uh, we mentioned this previously as well in a conversation that mm-hmm. when my husband um, was studying this, he said that the Sheikh told them that leave your intellect at the door. Because if you bring yes, your logic I love, and intellect I love within, you won't understand Qadr, subhanAllah. And when you don't understand Qadr, you'll just remain confused. But yeah. when you leave your intellect outside and you understand that Allah is Aleem, mm-hmm. He encompasses all of the knowledge and He is wise, Hakim, then you understand that even though I don't understand, you know, I'm saying understand so much, like even though I don't understand okay. the intricates of these uh, situations of what's going on in, in the world, forget the world, the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, in Surah Man, Allah says that in uh, every day he's in some sort of fisha, um, like any, uh, some sort of matter he is yeah. um, uh, engaged in, subhanAllah. Mm-hmm. And we can't even understand, you know, control our own affairs. Imagine um, how Allah is controlling the whole universe the alameen is rabbul alameen and he's controlling everything you know subhanallah this may be a little bit off topic but um there's one like there's just you know when there's one thing that always gets you and it always reminds you of allah and you're always in awe of it Mm -hmm. i don't know if i mean i'm sure every person has one thing that just constantly every time they see or hear it they're just like wow and they never get tired of it and for me subhanallah Mm -hmm. so i live on this well near the seafront it's it's quite close to my home alhamdulillah and we have a lot a lot a lot of seagulls where we live um i know this is very random but it's just like you said this is it's, it's sort of um how i i am so amazed by by the power of allah and every time we're driving or we're out or whatever it is and i see a seagull in the sky especially if it's very windy i'm always just in awe like i'm mesmerized by birds in the sky i don't know why yeah. i don't know what it is but i'm mm. literally every, I, without a fail if you was to ask my husband he'd say every time she sees a, a, fl- a bird all she does is just talk about birds and wow and how allah keeps them in the sky like <laughs> you'd think i'd be tired of saying it every time well, i see i have one. a thing as well yeah i know i know what you mean <laughs> but i'm Mine not tired clouds. of it I, oh, subhanallah yeah. really my husband is very fascinated by clouds as well subhanallah and i just, yeah, subhanallah. It's just it's just beautiful because because the thing for me is when I see the, the birds in, in, the, in the sky, subhanAllah, you can see them battling with the wind. You can see them struggling. Mm. But 
subhanallah some way somehow allah still allows them to be in the sky to fly um and it's just it's just amazing to me like it's just it's just mind-blowing subhanallah to know the power of allah that something that small in that kind of height in the sky can can fly against such a strong wind you can really see it battling you can see it shaking you yeah. can see it struggling yeah. but still allah keeps it there and it allows it to mm-hmm. fly subhanallah so yeah it's just the part like every time i see that i'm just like hit with this wave of emotion and just just wow like this is how almighty allah is subhanallah but um yeah go mm-hmm. on tell me about your clouds your clouds then <laughs> the clouds so uh, the reason i think of the clouds is because um uh, you know uh, when it snows yeah. and um, all the rain they have a lot of weight especially the snow when we're shoveling it it's, it's weighty I mean we don't experience yeah. it as much as the people in Canada etc mm. but it's but if you look at the clouds it looks so light how are they carrying yeah, so much weight oh my god I've never thought of that subhanallah yeah and this is this is the benefit of pondering on the creation of Allah it yes. just increases your iman definitely 100% definitely and um Maybe this is one of the wisdoms why Allah created us because people say, why were humans created? Why were we created? And it's always this why. But mm-hmm. if Allah is Al-Khaliq, he's the creator, then he needs to show that he's the creator. And what's the yeah. ayah, what's the proof is by creating this human being that even questions, does he even exist, subhanAllah. Mm-hmm. And there's also human beings amongst that creation that recognize that, yes, he does exist. And they have no doubt, without yeah. any doubt, they have yaqeen that, yes, yeah. he exists. Yeah. So this is, you know, um, the intricate details and the secrets of Allah being the Al-Khaliq. And through this, we learn the names and attributes uh, of Allah are manifested. If, mm-hmm. if there was no dhulm, people wouldn't be merciful. Allah wouldn't show justice on the Day of Judgment. Allah wouldn't, you know, um, show um, his attribute of being fair and just. And um, it reminds me, um, I remember the conversation we had about Jack the yeah. Ripper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it really shocks me and it makes my uh, iman more firm in the day of judgment that mm-hmm. he got away with all those murders. Mm-hmm. How, how can he think he will get away in the akhirah? Okay, he passed away. And it could be with anyone, anybody who does zulm to you or you've done it to someone else. You should mm-hmm. be very careful and mm-hmm. fearful that there will be a day and standing before Allah. And I'm not going to get away with this. Mm-hmm. I can't. Definitely. So definitely, all of definitely. this qadr, qada, and uh, Allah decreeing everything, it, leads to this one phrase in the Quran and if we just ponder on this we'd understand how powerful it is when Allah created the human beings mm-hmm. then the angels even questioned that why are you creating this being when we we praise you we glorify you and Allah yes says, yes Inni a'lamu ma la yes indeed subhanallah honestly that's actually very powerful yeah these are beings that even though they have the choice to sin they will not sin even though mm-hmm. they can disbelieve, they will have firm yaqeen. Even if the whole world tries to shake their iman, mm-hmm. they're going to be steadfast and firm in the belief of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And why would Allah not then create such a, such a beautiful reward for them? Jannah. Subhanallah. It's for these believers that despite having such trials and tribulations, they remain firm in the iman um, of Allah and they don't shake in this belief and even if they do shake they come back onto it because they know that at the end jannah is awaiting them inshallah yeah definitely i think it's very important um as muslimin to try and remind us uh, to try and remind ourselves sorry why we are here uh mm. and uh constantly remind others as well if you find somebody that is going through hardship of course, validate their feelings, uh, allow them to express how they're feeling, but also give them a beautiful short reminder of, you know, this is why we're here. Like, it's these tests that get us into Jannah and remind mm-hmm. them of the beauties of Jannah, the, the, the rewards that are awaiting us. I mean, whenever, like I, I remember having, when I spoke to you on the phone, um, Mm-hmm. saying to you that you know sometimes alhamdulillah sometimes uh when things like this happen it depends obviously where my iman is at um mm-hmm. i'm i'm perfectly fine and i you know i, I have to work it in allah and i say alhamdulillah like uh, these things are happening and i'm only human there's only so much my mind can encompass there's only so much my mind can comprehend and understand so i have to like mm-hmm. you said leave my intellect at the door and just trust in allah and obviously there's times where my iman is a little bit low and i am anxious and and the questions from shaitan in my head will pop up that why 
why would Allah allow this to happen and how come? And immediately, alhamdulillah, immediately uh, I, I refuse these questions and I quickly just so astaghfirullah and I mm-hmm. remind myself who Allah is and I remind myself who am I to be questioning Allah al-Alim? Uh, who am mm-hmm. I to be questioning Allah, the, the creator? Um, and uh, I also, again, remind myself that, you know what, there's wisdom and there's a reason behind all these things happening. I may not know it. I may not understand this wisdom. However, if these people are being oppressed and, for example, somebody's passed away through somebody's oppression, alhamdulillah, that person is no longer here and they are with Allah, bi'ithnillah, uh, uh, mm-hmm. waiting for their reward, waiting for their reward mm-hmm. where rivers will flow and they have rivers of honey and milk and wine and all these beautiful attributes that we mm-hmm. have in Jannah, subhanAllah. So, I mean, and also another action, uh, another hadith actually that um, amazes me actually is the hadith that when we are being... Uh, judged في يوم القيامة um, and Allah will ask us uh, if we have gone through any hardship in the dunya and he will dip us into Jannah and bring us back out um, I'm just mm-hmm. paraphrasing so I may say something yeah. 100% not obviously how it's said um, he will dip us into Jannah and he will take us out and then he will ask us have you been through any hardship in the dunya and we will say no even if that person has struggled has had maybe the worst life just a dip just a dip subhanAllah in Jannah will make you forget everything and that really puts things into perspective for me because it makes me remember that we are here temporarily this is not everlasting this world we are here and gone in the blink of an eye um, time is going so fast subhanAllah each day we're getting closer to death um, so I'd like to remind myself that, you know, this isn't forever. Whatever I'm going through here or whatever people are going through here, it's not forever. There will be a day where you, depending on how you have lived during this life, you will be granted ease. Um, and it's just, it's just beautiful that Allah has given us such examples because it really truly does give hope to, to those who are really suffering in this world. Uh, may Allah aid all the Muslimin and may Allah rectify our affairs. I mean, but again, we just need to remind ourselves why we're here and the reward for being here and doing what we're supposed to, inshallah. I mean, I mean, so true. Um, so, yeah, it's also about understanding that um, Qadr has two aspects, khair wa shar. So yes. good and bad. Yeah. And both of them are um, by the permission of Allah. And when we say, uh, it's not just for the good but it's also for the evil as well mm-hmm. and there's um a lot of times we think that um God allow, allow evil and this comes under four aspects of qadr which um i don't want to make this too technical so yeah. just make it more of a reminder so mm-hmm. if you just talk about the fact that Allah allows the evil it's not necessary that when Allah allows something to happen he's pleased with it okay mm-hmm. so when Allah allows something to happen happen it's not necessary that he is pleased with it so when we see oppression happening and evil happening and we say, you know, why, why does evil exist? You have to realize that nothing is actually entirely evil. Mm-hmm. SubhanAllah. And this is very profound because even shaitan, there's some sort of yes, in it. SubhanAllah, yes. Through shaitan, people become closer to Allah. They repent. They, they, there's people who be, were, you know, there's a famous um, uh, scholar from the Salaf, um, Fudel bin Ayyad, and he was actually a highway robber. And one day he was, you know, robbing um, a house and he heard someone reciting this ayah. Yes, has the time not come for them to believe or something along the lines? And yeah, yeah. He realized it hit him and he said, the time has come. And he told himself, the time has come now. So mm-hmm. even through that evil act of him doing the highway robbery or robbery. It brought him to khair, subhanAllah. Yes, exactly. Mm. And we shouldn't attribute any evil to Allah either. We attribute all Definitely, good to Allah, yeah. but we don't attribute evil to Allah. Mm-hmm. And there's a very beautiful example in Surah Kahf, where yes, um, yes, yes, yes. and Musa is so amazing, the story. It really and is. when he gives the in- interpretations, uh, do you want to say the story and then I'll explain? Um, okay, go on. Uh, okay. Just briefly. So briefly, the in Surah Kahf, so basically... Um, Musa is uh, going to, uh, basically he's uh, on a journey with Khidr and he asks to accompany him on this journey. Obviously, if I make a mistake, please do correct me. <laughs> um, and he, he's so uh, Khidr ends up doing different kinds of um, acts. So he does different things. So I'm not going to say in order because I don't want to say it wrong. I'm just going to say it how I remember it. Um, so uh, one of the examples is he uh, breaks a wall. The other example is he ruins a ship. Another example is he kills a boy. 
Um, so as he's doing these acts, uh, Musa salam, is constantly asking him, like, why would you do that? He Obviously, he's not um, understanding why he would do these things. Because when you look from an outside view, you can see that these things look evil. But mm-hmm. Khadr keeps telling him, did I not tell you? Don't ask me questions. Be patient. Be patient. Um, and at the end, he ends up having to explain the situation as to why he did those things. And subhanAllah, it truly is an example for us to understand that, you know, sometimes our wisdom can only go so far and Allah knows yeah. the rest. So you you do the explaining yeah. part. <laughs> Inshallah. So, yeah, exactly. The, what looked like apparently really bad and evil, mm. actually there was a lot of khair in it. So as for um, Allah says in the Quran, um, if any uh, sisters listening want to, you know, go uh, see the reference, then it's Surah mm-hmm. Kahf. Ayah um, uh, 78 to um, towards uh, the, towards 90-ish. So mm-hmm. um, Allah says that um, uh, Khidr al-Islam spoke to Musa, he built the wall and he said, this is a firaq between me and you and I'm going to tell you the interpretations of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And this also teaches a student, especially all of us who aspire to study the deen, to be patient with the teacher and not constantly question the teacher because soon you will realize what mm. this teacher was trying to explain so this is also tarbiya for uh, students of knowledge and mm. um, so as for the ship it belonged to poor people working mm-hmm. at the sea mm-hmm. and uh, Khidr al-Islam said so I, so I intended to cause defect in it so what's the, uh, the word used is fa'aratu, fa'aratu. Mm-hmm. I want to cause defect into mm-hmm. this ship to stop a king seizing it okay mm-hmm. so if he had um, you know uh, caused this hole in the ship then the, there was a king going around and seizing uh, the yeah. uh, ships of people and he would not take that ship because he would see that you know this is not a good ship a default, and then afterwards yeah. they would um, fix it up and use it for themselves but if the mm-hmm. whole ship is taken that'd be worse for them yeah definitely so then then um, as for killing the boy um, uh, it looked really evil but um, here um, Khidr al-Islam explains as for the boy, his parents were believers and we feared that we he would overburden them by transgression or disbelief. Mm-hmm. And um, he would, um, you know, grow up to oppress them and be really evil to them. And unfortunately, there are people uh, like that. I can hear the seagulls, subhanAllah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It just reminded me. So, yeah. And then as for the um, the the wall the that being he built, broke yeah. down and then he built it up again yeah. to make it firm yeah he said as for the wall it belonged to two orphan boys in the city and there yeah. was beneath it treasure for them and the father had been righteous subhanallah mm. the father's not there anymore exactly i was just thinking them. that subhanallah see yeah. uh, i used to actually struggle a lot with um the second example so i used to struggle a lot with the well, not now, but when I used to be not as practicing or when I just started practicing, I used to always think, subhanAllah, why would, why would Allah allow him to kill this poor boy? But now mm-hmm. being a mother myself, uh, you really, and obviously, alhamdulillah, being a little bit more practicing, um, I've still got a long way to go, inshallah, may Allah guide me. But mm-hmm. um, I, I, now I understand it more and I really, as a, from a mother's perspective, I really, mm-hmm. really actually... Um, feel moved and touched by that because looking looking at myself now and my children as hard as it is to say this and I know some people may go what why why would you say that or not understand Mm -hmm. it I actually really understand that 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 segment in that ayah subhanallah in that surah because Mm -hmm. um I would much rather prefer Allah takes my child from me than Allah allow my child to grow up unrighteous not Muslim Mm -hmm. unguided and my child and my child, as hard as it is for me to say this, and I, I'm trying mm. not to cry, and my child may may have may have uh, the punishment of being in in jahannam in in hell. I would much rather Allah take my child from me, save my child from that adab, from that torture, from that punishment, and allow him to go. So bi'idnillah, yom al-qiyamah, he will be free of any sin and he will be able to be in jannah with me, inshallah, and with my family if we if we reach it. Uh, and yeah, so before I used to really struggle with that and think, why? The poor parents, the poor children. But yeah. now as a mother, I really see the wisdom behind it. And I, I, as a mother myself and as a Muslim and somebody who wants to please Allah, I really understand that it's much more important for me to not be selfish and just want my child mm-hmm. for myself if there's no benefit for him in this life and the next i would prefer him to be not here if it means he mm-hmm. gets to jannah inshallah um so mm-hmm. again i guess that just takes a lot of um understanding and a lot yeah. of twerking yeah, on faith in allah make them righteous i mean i mean i mean 
And uh, yeah, so that, that's really profound, isn't it? And um, as for the um, the wall, um, the ayah says that um, so your Lord intended. So when when they make the wall, because the other two things that's kind of a loss or a sort of evil. But then on the third example, they're making the wall. So the good is attributed to Allah, and the mm -hmm. past two examples are attributed to Himself. That I did this, I did that. Subhanallah. Yeah. And the, the the scholars of the seed even you know they even go into these details saying, look how respectful He is about talking, um, uh, talking about Allah. That He's attributing the evil to Himself, and He's attributing the good to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Yeah, Subhanallah. Very yeah. important when. When we have this mindset, then it really makes us um, understand that even though this is evil, it's probably because of something I've done. Okay. And yeah. this is very important as well that all this facade that occurs in the earth and all this evil or anything that happens in our life as well, we have to see that it's, it's most likely a consequence of my sins. Most likely I've done some, some sort of oppression to somebody else that this oppression is happening to me. And, you know, I saw a video today and I don't know if I can speak about this like this, but it was uh, regarding um, the looting that was happening. And it was sad because if we want justice and we want oppression to not be there, then how can we get that through oppression? Yeah, definitely. By being oppressive ourselves. So it was very, very sad to see this. And it really resonated me with me, this ayah that, you know, uh, Allah says that um, uh, that um, uh, facade has become apparent in the earth yeah. because of what your hands have earned. Because of yes, what you did. it's all what we because have done, Subhanallah, definitely. Uh, again, there's the example of if you want change, then you have to have that change within yourself first for a large mm -hmm. dangerous situation. Definitely. And it, that's true because we, we, we cause, we cause we make noise about things that are going on in the world and we say how mm -hmm. come and why and but yet we don't look at ourselves we don't realize that we are also to blame and as harsh as some people may see this or some people may not agree with it it's facts we yeah, are in yeah. this state we are in this state that the world is in that the ummah is in is due to our own our own um shortcomings subhanallah yeah. so you may you may go about your day and sin and not think that you are affecting anybody but yourself but subhanallah you have no idea you have no idea mm -hmm. our sins and our ignorance and our disobedience to allah is also affecting everybody on this earth and the ummah around us because it's down to us to make this world a better place for everybody by being righteous muslimin by being mm -hmm. uh, slaves of allah by obeying allah's command and being here for what we were sent here for as opposed to just following our nafs um and when we do those things and we trust in Allah, Allah will always grant us better, and Allah will always uh, reward us for the for the for the hardships that we've we've endured. Or like again in the Surah Al-Kahf, like with when um, they killed the boy, uh, the mm -hmm. ayah after that when he's explaining to him and he says, you know, because he his parents were believers and and he um, would have been a burden over them and, and transgressed, etc. Allah says, Meaning that Allah intended that their Lord should substitute for them another child that is better in purity and nearer to them in mercy. So Allah took a child away before that child could even be uh, uh, punished for whatever sins he was going to do in the future. Alhamdulillah. So Allah took that child, but he didn't just take that child away before he transgressed against himself and Allah. He then, alhamdulillah, was going and intending to give them a child that would be much more beneficial for them and much more righteous for them. Can you imagine, mm -hmm. subhanAllah, like they, they lost a child, but that child was saved in a way from the fitna mm -hmm. of the dunya and from yeah. uh, obviously disobeying his parents and being hardship for them. And Allah also rewarded them on top of that and gave them a child to substitute for the loss of the first one. Just mm -hmm. It just shows you that when you bear patience and when you have tawakkul in Allah and when you um, try your best to do right by Allah, Allah will always be there for you and Allah will always help you regardless of the situation. Definitely. It also links again back to Allah manifesting his attribute of being Ar-Rahman. Like we've yes. said previously, Al-Khaliq. So all, the fact that we're here and all these things happen is because Allah is trying to show who is merciful. It's Allah. Because despite all of these hardships, he's some sort some he's a Latif. Certainly he's giving you some sort of blessing and we just don't realize it. And um it just links back to what we were mentioning in the beginning about how um Allah created human beings and the angels, you know, question this. And Shaitan had a complete different approach to this. He said, I am better than him. I'm not going to do sajda. 
And Adam and Lisa also made a mistake as well. But there's a big, big difference between both of their mistakes. He mm. blamed Allah for his uh, wrongdoing. And that's a lot of a lot of people do this with Qadr. And they say, yeah, but Allah made me do this. Allah forced me. And Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah don't believe this. We don't believe that Allah forces us. And nor do we believe uh, what the Qadriyah said, that Allah doesn't know until it happens. We believe past, present, future, all Allah knows. And we will be held accountable for our actions because we're making conscious decisions. Allah has given us that free will and consciousness. So Shaitan blames Allah. But Adam Islam says, so he says that I have been uh, wrong to myself. I have done wrong, so forgive me. He repents, um, Adam al-Islam, and Shaitan, he blames Allah. So there's two yeah. different approaches. How can they both go to Jannah? How are they both deserving of Jannah? Mm. Of course they're not. Definitely. Arrogance upon arrogance, subhanAllah. Yeah, and we learn from Qadr that it really, uh, like we said, makes clear who the believers are. We learn to um, um, see that Allah's yeah. names and attributes. We learn that um, everything is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and there's wisdom behind it. And Adam Islam, he came out of Jannah, he repented, he became a prophet of Allah, and then he became closer to Allah. And like you said, the example in Surah Kahf as well, that Allah gave them someone who is more, much more close to them in mercy, subhanAllah. Mm-hmm. And similarly here, Adam Islam, the, the rank he had in Jannah without sinning, he had a greater rank when he sinned and he became closer to Allah and he became a prophet of Allah. SubhanAllah, so to, the, to the point that till this day, his name is still is still spoken about. That's how much Allah has honored him, subhanAllah. Regardless yeah. of the fact that he sinned, as you said, it's about the fact that he repented. He, he took ownership of that sin. He repented and he rectified his affairs and rectified himself and actually continued to go on a straight path. Yeah. And then shaitan became a rajim. Uh, till this mm-hmm. day, everybody, when we, when we mention him, we say, A'udhu billahi min shaitan rajim We said the cursed yeah. one. Definitely. And that's how he's known, because of him blaming Allah. So why did um, Allah create evil in the first place then? Uh, a lot of people say this. Mm-hmm. And um, we know, uh, why didn't Allah create a place without evil? And the yes. answer is, that he did create a place without evil and that's jannah we just need to work to get it just like adam and islam repented and got closer to allah definitely nothing comes easy and we see this as an example in this life when people want nice cars nice clothes nice houses they don't just get handed it they have to work hard overtime mm-hmm. night shifts day shifts day in day out working 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 to reach and to get those things that they want to acquire in the dunya yet we fail to realize that just how you worked hard maybe some people even gave blood sweat and tears for those items that they own um all the things that they had to pay a huge price for or get to uh it's the same for akhir subhanallah it's the same there you, it's just about putting the effort the time in and the consistency as well as patience definitely um you we were mentioning also about um how there's um, non-muslims who might question why yes so i have a f- i have actually a few uh, examples in my family i'm not gonna specifically say who but i do have family <laughs> members who whenever who aren't muslim who whenever i have spoken about this topic or whenever things are going on in the world and i'm trying to give them dawah or trying to sort of have a conversation with them about god because some are actually atheists in my family as some just aren't really religious at all and don't believe in much but they 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 think there's a higher being they just don't understand what who how um so it's a bit of a mixture in my family anyways that's besides the point um so whenever i do have this conversation the the one thing that always gets thrown into my face is why if there is a god why do these things happen if there is a god why does allah uh, your god allow this to happen and that to happen if there was was a god where was your god when i needed him where was uh, a god when i was going through xyz and i needed help and i called out to god and there was no response so mm-hmm. yeah how would your your sort of response be to that because i'm definitely sure that there's probably followers who either know non-Muslims or have non-Muslims as relatives and probably have had this conversation or this sort of thing thrown in their face. So yeah, mm-hmm. if you sort of, yeah, just give us a bit of a, your answer and what you think is the best way to combat sort of this, this question or what's the best way to reply to this, this, um, yeah. this question. So obviously this again, um, like we said in the beginning, Qadr is part of Iman. And uh, until a person doesn't have Iman, they can't fully understand Qadr. So firstly, we have to nurture or nourish that fitrah inside of them of um, belief in Allah and we have to focus on the who rather than the why because it's the same why does evil exist why does this happen yeah. and we've covered all of that previously so they would only understand all of that until they understand 
who Allah is, right? Definitely. And um, there's certain um, ways to recognize Allah, the scholars say, and um, uh, certain points they summarize into four or five. So firstly, it's textual proof, the Quran and Sunnah, the fact that there's um, uh, you know, a, a solution for everything and each ayah is so profound and it guides us, it takes us out from minadhulmati ila nur and this shows us that this nas, this textual proof is um, a means of recognizing Allah and uh, one of the um, uh, scholars were discussing that there was a conversation once and um, it kind of links to our point of pondering that mm-hmm. why didn't um, Allah just write la ilaha illallah on the sky then if you wanted everyone to believe and uh, the other person said well he has and he's written it in a language that everyone can understand subhanallah mm, so all this uh, makhluk all these creations and if we just ponder on it and we look at the ayat of allah so ayah is not just um you know um what we read um in the quran mm. but ayah it just means sign so all of these yeah. ayat of allah it points to the oneness of allah and when we ponder on this we would understand who allah is or you know you know recognize who allah is definitely definitely it, like and you said, it just takes time to ponder, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we have the fitra as well, that naturally we are inclined to worshipping Allah subhanahu mm. wa ta'ala alone. And you probably um, notice this a lot in your maybe children even. And uh, there's many proofs of this. For example, a child who teaches it that how do you latch onto your mother and take yeah, note? Who teaches it? Yeah, it's, honestly, it's not, it, it, someone, the, someone sat there teaching the mother, but who teaches the baby that this is how yeah. you hold onto your mother? The instincts, it's Allah, yeah. the Rob, Subhanallah. Definitely. And then we have um, ayat like we said, Qawmini and Shari'i, and the legislation, and the fact that the Sharia is so complete. Uh, this is also proof of um, uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala sending guidance to human beings. And then we have the connection of Allah that each individual has, and mainly mm. this is the reason how people become Muslim, because um, it's a connection they can't explain to anyone else, but they just know. Allah exists because mm-hmm. Allah helped them in a situation or responded to them in a situation and when this is clear it, and it can only happen through knowledge so it's mm, not definitely not understanding then you will understand the phrase yes definitely alhamdulillah that seems to be something that I'm um, recently trying to really implement is whenever something happens instead mm-hmm. of holding on to it is just letting go and saying Qadr you know whatever happens, mm. happens there's only so much I can do I can't change the situation I'm in and I can't yeah. predict what will happen however what I can do is have to work in Allah make dua hope for goodness from Allah and bi only goodness will come my way and if it doesn't there's always khair in it anyways because mm. how I see it is whenever there's a hardship if um Obviously, you're not getting, you're not, uh, you're going through a hardship and you feel like there's no good coming from it. You have no idea the good that's coming from it because through that hardship, like you said, you're getting closer to Allah, which then inevitably makes your bond with Allah stronger. And you're Mm -hmm. also bettering yourself as a human being because you're building your character, you're building your patience, you're building upon maybe strengths that you would have found difficult to build upon if you weren't put in those situations for example that may be like i said patience for some people that may be tr- that may be uh, being truthful some people may find it hard to be truthful but through a certain uh, occurrence in their life it changed them for better and they ended up speaking the truth and learning to uh, speak up when the truth is needed instead of shying away from saying al-haq um, yeah. it could be it, it, there's so many examples but just a little reminder for everybody who's listening whenever you are going through something do not think that that hardship is all shar, is all bad. It's not. Mm. There are blessings upon blessings upon blessings that you may not even be able to understand or see that are coming from it. Whether it's reward with your Lord, whether it's you, as I said, getting better uh, at certain aspects of your character, whether it's um, you expiating sin, subhanAllah. Uh, we're told as Muslimin, even the, the prick of a thorn, of a rose, we will be recompensed for and we will be given reward for and our sins will be expiated. Let alone if you're going through such a hardship that is that is causing you so much agony and pain. Can you imagine all the sins that are being wiped away from you, subhanAllah? Like if we were to see it physically, the sins wipe away from yeah. us, I truly believe that we would want to be put in hardship 24-7 just so we can be that cleansed from our, our own sins, subhanAllah. Yeah. And linking to that point, subhanAllah, you said um, that 
you know, um, there's wisdom behind it. Mm-hmm. Even um, as, uh, you know, like you said, that there could be uh, listeners who are uh, wondering how to give da'wah to their uh, family and yeah. understanding that at the end of the day, the guidance is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but also looking at the examples in the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Abu Talib, he loved his uncle Abu Talib. And um, when he passed away, the Prophet was so, so devastated and upset. And then Allah revealed the ayah that, um, Ya Muhammad, that you can't guide who you love but Allah guides who he he wills Mm -hmm. and even though he really wanted guidance for his uncle there was some sort of hikmah in that because if Abu Talib had become a Muslim they would have assassinated the Prophet long before he had even migrated and uh, um, Islam had spread across the peninsula and now uh, uh, across the globe but the fact that Abu Talib remained a non-Muslim there was some sort of hikmah behind that as well Mm -hmm. that he had protection through him because he was a mushrik at the end of the day and he was protecting the Muslims and then the other mushrikeen couldn't really do anything they couldn't overthrow him I honestly never when you said that to me actually on the phone I had never comprehended that whole story I never Mm -hmm. really thought of it like that and when you said that something clicked in my head like subhanallah Again, yeah. the wisdom of Allah, we have no idea because, as you said, if they had killed him or assassinated him uh, when he was alive and he had turned uh, Muslim, they would have had a right reason to overthrow him. But because yeah. he was so powerful and he was a mushrik, they had no reason to kill him because yeah. otherwise it will turn into war in between them because obviously their own clans will be turning against him saying, how could you kill one of your own, subhanAllah? Um, so it's just like you said, subhanAllah, that we have no idea. And we, again, this is the whole point when, when it comes to pondering yeah. upon things and having conversations as well with people around you because mm-hmm. people see different reminders from different things. You may take something from one reminder. I may take something totally different from it, subhanAllah. And that's the whole beauty of uh, giving da'wah together and having conversations yeah. about these topics. SubhanAllah, so true. Um, inshallah, I think that's about it, to be honest. And we'll just uh, conclude that when I was mentioning about um, shaitan that there's mm-hmm. two um, you know examples one's the example of Adam and Islam who repented and became someone who's uh, worthy of Jannah again and then there was shaitan who blamed Allah and said you know what I'm going to sit on this path in this surah Araf. and he even exposed their private paths and you know um, yeah. the to them and he said that I'm going to sit on this private uh, this uh, this path of um, um, yours to Allah, he's speaking so rudely to Allah and he's saying, I'm going to sit on this path of yours and I'm going to uh, mislead them uh, mm-hmm. from the right, the left, the back and the front, subhanAllah. And um, this links to, again, when we have these thoughts, why and um, uh, who and, you know, evil, this and that, it's all waswasa from shaitan and he doesn't want you to go to Jannah. He wants to, he knows he's going to go to Jahannam, he wants to take you with him. So there's many ways of, um, you know, fighting this waswasa. And the ulama give um, uh, four main points of uh, the remedy of, of uh, tackling uh, the whispers of shaitan. Mm-hmm. Firstly, it's to not pay attention to it. So as soon as it comes, it, don't pay attention to it. Yeah. Uh, for instance, it could be just like, um, uh, let, let, you know, everyone's taking off their hijab. Let me do it as well. Don't pay attention to that thought. Just ignore. Yeah, don't entertain that idea. And I, for me yeah. personally, I straightly say, I say, um, we have a saying sort of Allah inalik wa khazik ya shaitan, meaning may Allah may Allah and His curse be upon you. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, like instantly, just don't entertain that thought or that idea, and that bi'idnillah will help. Yeah. Uh, and then seeking protection. So obviously, first you're not entertaining the thought, and then straight away you're seeking protection by saying something physically. Because sometimes people don't entertain the thought, and then it just mm-hmm. it just goes. But then. Um, when you physically say something, it makes it more powerful and it more uh, you make you feel more st- strong because um, it's the other uh, seeking uh, refuge in Allah, saying mm-hmm. is a form of ibadah. You're taking, mm-hmm. um, uh, you, you know, you're taking, uh, you're holding guards up and you're saying that you know what, I've got Allah on my side. You can't do anything, Shaytan. And thirdly, to refute Shaytan as well. So counter the thought. So for example, any waswasa you have, and this could be to anything you have in your religion, um, counteract the thought. For example, if let's give an example of say music. You want to listen to the music and shaitan puts in your head that just listen to it. Don't you remember how nice the words were yeah. and how, how happy you felt listening to it? Counter mm-hmm. the thought by saying, yeah, but the punishment is greater. And also shaitan, um, when I listen to the Quran, I feel much more relaxed. To yeah, definitely. 
that is something that I uh, sorry that's something that I always remind myself whenever there's something that I'm mm. struggling with I remember when I first put my hijab on um yeah sorry my when I first put my jilbab on I used to struggle a little bit with wearing makeup um mm-hmm. and I remember one day just thinking what am I doing and I that's the day and alhamdulillah when I decide to do something that's it I I sort of alhamdulillah try and go all in with it so I stopped yeah. wearing the makeup and every time I had um the fitna of wanting to wear it. it was usually whenever there was family gatherings and I knew that there will be people or women my age that were beautified and were wearing mm. clothes or like yani women that were adorned I knew that I would find it difficult or I would struggle a little bit because I'd always feel like the the odd one out I'd feel very mm. distant from everybody and very left out because not that people would make me feel like that but because of how I looked you could distinguish straight away the difference between uh, like I just stand out basically not that I was better than any of them I'm not better than anybody but I, I, I would instantly feel like the odd one out and I'd stand out mm. and look different and uh, one thing that I do with anything that I feel like I'm having trouble or struggle with is like you said I remind myself first and foremost of the punishment and how hard that punishment will be upon me and then after that after I've instilled that fear in me because uh, one thing that really helps me is if I put fear in myself once I've instilled that fear in me I instantly alhamdulillah then strengthen my bond with Allah by reminding myself of the reward of that thing so the reward of cover, covering correctly the reward of leaving off that sin and getting closer to Allah and obeying Allah's, uh, Allah's um, orders and that instantly mm-hmm. alhamdulillah helps so I think that's something that I've said quite a lot on my on my page as well is that you know remind yourself yeah. of the, the punishment and then uplift your spirit and give yourself hope in Allah by reminding yourself also after that of the reward so yeah, yeah. that's a beautiful um, remark and then you said there was three what's the third one? Um, sorry, the fourth one. So we've done. Uh, don't pay attention. Seek protection, mm-hmm. and refute shaitan. And then the fourth one is being conscious of what you are doing. So the place, environment, and everything um, you're surrounded by. Of course, that's going to affect you. So if you you've spent five hours on Netflix and then you go to pray and you're thinking, yes. was 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 from shaitan? You spent five hours on Netflix. Of course, mm-hmm. you're going to have was If you Definitely. were spending seeking seeking knowledge, you were doing azkar, you read the Quran, mm-hmm. and then you went to pray. Of course, that effect of shaitan would be less so these are just some points that ulama give us and we can apply it now when we go through yeah. trials and tribulations how mm-hmm. to get shaitan out of our heads mm-hmm. and you know just remembering that there's so much virtue in patience as well Definitely. subhanallah and uh, in fact by ijma by the scholars is that is something wajib you have to do it by ijma subhanallah and if we don't then we're really lacking in our iman and what's the way to increase our iman is by seeking knowledge so i just want to give that last advice to all the sisters listening and myself as well is that keep yourself connected to the people of knowledge and to knowledge itself because um allah says in the Quran that he raises those people of, uh, uh, with knowledge um, in Darajat and some scholars said that Darajat is um, many many years between uh, the other 70 or 700 something like that but it just shows that person who doesn't know and a person who knows there's literally um, the difference of this um, heavens and earth between them subhanallah subhanallah Ya Allah, may Allah make us from the righteous and may Allah grant us the knowledge Allah, Allahumma ameen. ameen. Uh, there's uh, another thing, uh, just uh, actually a quick dua that I think I'd encourage all of us to learn inshallah. It's something that I've actually been trying to say quite often is Ya Mu'allim Dawood A'allimni um, and it's just in a dua to try and implement to gain more knowledge as uh, as our beautiful sister here was saying that everything we do again depends on knowledge. As human beings um, we work with our brain. So when we uh, understand things, when we gain more knowledge, that's when things tend to make more sense and we're much more inclined mm-hmm. towards that act. So the best thing that you can do for yourselves is gain as much knowledge as you can. If you find that you are struggling in a certain topic, if you are struggling in a certain area, whether that be your patience, whether that be the way you cover, whether that be your prayer, whatever it is, dealing with hardships, whatever your struggle is in Islam, Allah has given us an answer for it, whether it be through Quran, whether it be through Hadith, Allah has given us an answer. That is why the book has been sent to us. Um, and that is why we have a Hadith, subhanAllah. So no matter what your problem is, there is an answer for it. All you have to do is search. And the more knowledge you gain upon that subject, the more willing your heart will be able to accept whatever that subject uh, is in terms of what Allah asks us to do from it. 
So mm-hmm. yeah, the, if there's one thing that you take from this is patience is beautiful and please try to increase your knowledge when you find yourself struggling or something because that is your best weapon. Alongside mm-hmm. dua, knowledge, dua and sabr, the most uh, powerful team you could ever have when it comes to um, hardships and losing hope. Definitely. Barakallahu feek. Jazakallahu well, for calling you. me on here. And it oh, was amazing. No thank you amazing. so much for having... Uh, for, I was going to say thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> thank you so much for <laughs> being... <laughs> there you go. It's, it's your podcast now. <laughs> no, thank you so much for being a guest. Um, and I'm definitely sure we will be having you on again, inshallah. Um, with that inshallah, said, you have greater guests than me. This was just like the the minimum yeah and inshallah, now but no you have been an honor i'm i'm alhamdulillah i'm very honored to have you but inshallah inshallah we have more guests because i definitely know that is something that the sisters have requested quite a lot so yeah, even though i will try no, i'm just saying I'm, I'm smallest out of all of them inshallah inshallah because <laughs> i want to see your podcast out there inshallah with the with the great with great students of knowledge great um shayu inshallah, inshallah yeah. sisters inshallah, yeah, inshallah. and we can hear uh, hear you know well we listen to you all the time alhamdulillah and it's so oh, so amazing <laughs> Like well next you episode speak, you'll be listening to yourself inshallah <laughs> no 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 barakallah <laughs> may Allah reward you with um, uh, ajr and khair and accept from you accept from you inshallah I mean, I mean, okay, with that said, then I am going to stop recording and just say uh, barakallahu again, Fiki, for coming on, inshallah. May Allah bless your evening and jazakallahu khairan. So um, our sister has now left. May Allah reward her and aid her abundantly um, and jazakallahu khairan for being a guest i'm so excited guys that was my first ever guest on the podcast subhanallah i'm absolutely honored um so yeah i really hope you guys have enjoyed this episode please do leave your feedback um i will have all the details in the description box um you guys most of you know now know my instagram which is hidden underscore so h-i double d-e-n u-k-h-t underscore um on instagram so you can either leave me a dm but most likely i would prefer if you leave me an email just because my dms tend to be quite full so when it's an email i'll be able to respond much more quicker inshallah for any feedback that you have any um topic requests that you have or any female speakers or sisters that you would also like me to have on inshallah um with that said, I did want to quickly mention that this episode has been sponsored by, sorry, my earphones keep falling out, by Essence on Instagram. So they are uh, a company that sells luxury scented wax melts. Um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful wax melts. Allah Mubarak. Uh, I've actually been kindly gifted a couple and i guys i kid you not now i am i'm like excited to clean the house just so i can pop a few on like they make the house smell beautiful they have uh they have different um scents as well they have different scents so you can obviously contact the company and get a feel of what scents smell like what so you can sort of see what ticks your boxes and what you're into um they do have their new premium uh they've just launched their new premium um scent which is i'm not even going to attempt to try okay i will oh god and actually no i'm not going to attempt to try and pronounce it but it is it's called i n e b r i o inbrio um and uh so what the deal is if you uh spend over five pound on their products you will get this premium scent that has just been launched today actually um for three pounds instead of four and i also just want to quickly add that their products their wax melts are only two pound fifty guys two pound fifty so affordable um and they tend to they tend to last obviously because it takes a while for the scent to for the wax to totally burn out um so i definitely think it's something that is worthy of that price um uh, as well as I have a discount code for you guys all, which is 10% off. So the discount code is in capital letters, my name and the number 10. So A-M-I-N-A 10. So Amina 10 is the discount code for 10% off. Please do go and check out their page, give them a follow, check out their products and get ordering inshallah. Uh, so again, their at is underscore 
essence. So underscore E double S C E N T S. Um, I have a post on my page if you can't remember or maybe can't find their page. Uh, I have a post uh, on my page with their products. So you can just click on that post, inshallah. It's a post with my dressing table and a box, a gift box on it. So you can just press on that, inshallah, and you can go to the tag and see their page. Anyways, so without that said, inshallah, this is probably one of my longest podcasts that I've done, episodes. Um, I really hope you guys enjoyed it. I really hope you guys benefited from it. And uh, during these hard times, uh, my du'as are really with every single one of you. May Allah aid us all in this hard time. May Allah rectify our affairs. And may Allah allow us to only gain strength, taqwa, and uh, get us closer to him during this hard time. Um, a quick reminder for everybody that during these hard times, please do check on your loved ones. Please do speak to those that you maybe wouldn't usually speak to and just see how they're doing. Um, with that said, I think I'm going to go because there's a lot of commotion outside my house. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Anyways, uh, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.